Welcome to the chaos. I'm so excited for this podcast. I'm eager to share, inspire, and give hope to those who feel alone and lost. I'm Jordan, the host of Jordan Chronically. It has been entirely too long since recording an episode of the podcast. I almost forgot what I was doing. And of course, I had so many computer issues. I have not used my computer um, except I think one time since December. (laughs) So I am so sorry for leaving you guys hanging. I had no intentions. I fully wanted to record episodes weekly and having my kids home from Christmas break, if we're just being completely transparent, um, threw off my routine that I had worked so hard to establish. And truthfully, like it just spiraled after that. And I found myself wanting to start over a couple of times throughout the last three months, but I just have not had the motivation or the time or energy to put into this. But the last episode, funny story, it's actually not funny and it gave me so much anxiety. The last episode aired uh, like December 30th, I think is the date. So right after Christmas, it is an episode that I had been working on about church hurt. And that's such a funny process, um, healing and recovering from church hurt that it was taking me a while to like edit and say what I wanted to say in like in the recording. So I kept putting the dates off. I would go into the, you know, the website and be like, Hey, let's post it a week from today so that I can, you know, record more content for it. Because like, I didn't want it to be one of those things where I was like bashing the church that I left, but like what I've learned during the process of, you know, just processing church hurt and what that looks like for everybody. And so I kept pushing the date back. And like the third time I pushed it back, it published. And I did not know that it published until like three days later when somebody reached out to me on Instagram thanking me for the episode of the podcast about church hurt. And I I cannot even express to you the amount of anxiety I had because, you know, when it involves a church or a group of people even, um, the story is not just one person, right? There are multiple, I mean, characters essentially that play roles in the story. And I never wanted to, to make it seem like I was better than anybody or calling anybody out or, um, degrading anybody or complaining. I was just wanting to share what I learned and what I've loved doing as a means of healing the church hurt. So when I tell you that fear and anxiety like completely took over, um, yeah, that kind of just sent me on a spiral of, okay, this is not beneficial to people. I don't want the podcast to turn into a like bash all things church or church hurt or 
church experiences in general. And it just truly like got the best of me. And I kept feeling like the podcast didn't have anything to offer that my social media doesn't already offer. And I got in my head that nobody wanted to listen. And I'm so glad that so many of you reached out to me and just said, hey, please record another episode. I would like to hear you talk about this. And so today I woke up and I was like, listen, we're going to record an episode and just rip the Band-Aid off and start fresh. So that is what we are doing. I am a little behind, but happy new year. (laughs) It's March, but I never got the opportunity to tell you guys that because I gave up. So I have kind of an interesting topic that I want to discuss with you. And that topic is misconceptions about chronic illness. So this morning after I completed my Bible study, I sat down and I was like, okay, we have to talk about this because it it becomes more and more of an issue on social media. Um, some people refer to them as like keyboard warriors, just like downplaying what people with chronic illness go through. And I'm sick of seeing it. I don't know about y'all, but it drives me crazy being on social media and seeing how dismissive people are who don't understand that chronic illness is truly just different for all of us. But not only is it different, it's there's no one size fits all. So we have to keep talking about it. We have to keep sharing our experience so people can understand and realize that yes, We are humans and we have responsibilities outside of chronic illness, but I sat down and I tried to think of 10 misconceptions that people assume about chronic illness. And when I did that, I said, hey, I'm going to make a post on my Facebook where people can comment and share the misconceptions that they think are prevalent in their lives when it comes to living with chronic illness. And I'm going to read some of those maybe all of them, depending on how much time we have. Um, I'm going to read all of those to you after I go through the top 10 that I could think of. So the first one I have is actually one that I have never thought of before, except for yesterday. Yesterday, I received some interesting comments, um, just being super dismissive in the, like, it's all in my head type of um, behavior from this commenter. But they accused me of being unhappy and miserable. And that was such an interesting perspective. Um, And I could absolutely see why somebody would assume somebody living with chronic illness uh, could be unhappy, miserable, sad, depressed, anything like that. But I just wanted to say, for me personally, it is quite the opposite. I am more intentional more thankful, more educated and experienced because of my chronic illness. I feel like I have this ability to understand people on a different level, meaning like you don't always look sick from the outside to be experiencing suffering. And I think as a society in like just generally speaking, kind of the happiest people are oftentimes the most miserable in their real everyday life. But I'm just here to say that like living with chronic illness does not equal having to be miserable. Now, are there days where I'm sad and down and I have a pity party? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I grieve the life that like I see other people having sometimes. And that's normal when it comes to living with anything chronic. But I am the first, like the absolute furthest thing from a miserable person specifically because of my chronic illness. Genuinely, I feel like it has made me become a better and more understanding person in the process. So I don't think I would have thought this was a misconception about chronic illness until I started like growing my platforms on social media. Um, Like I just shared, I feel like I am a very understanding and empathetic person, meaning like I can understand chronic illness and invisible illness without walking in the shoes of other people while like validating and respecting, you know, their emotions and what they choose to post online. Whereas like there is a whole community of people online who do not care about your feelings. And recently I have been told (laughs) that living with chronic illness is just attention seeking. And that is so interesting to me. Um, And I just want to be like, okay, stop it right now. Be for real. You cannot actually think that people living with chronic illness are doing it to seek the attention of others. It's so wild to me. Honestly, people just don't know how expensive it is to be unhealthy or have diseases, okay? Like we are talking the copays, the insurance, the surgeries, the blood work, the medical devices, the prescriptions, like those are never ending fees that we have to pay to stay alive. It's such a wild concept to me that there are people who don't have to pay to stay alive, like healthy individuals who, you know, don't have chronic disease or anything like that are just out here living um, without like copays and deductibles and medical devices, blood work and all of these things. And it's just so interesting. Obviously, it's because I that's not the world that I live in. I have had type 1 diabetes for 24 years now. But don't you think if I was just doing this to seek attention, I would pick an easier and cheaper route? Like, It's so bizarre that somebody could accuse specifically what this person was talking about is my medical devices. Okay, so I am blessed to have access to a insulin pump and a Dexcom, which is a constant glucose monitor. And I had made a video about diabetic burnout. And this commenter said, well, if you like something to the effect, I don't even remember, but it was something to the effect of if I stopped seeking attention and just went back to injections like normal, maybe I wouldn't experience burnout. And like the burnout obviously does not come 100% from my devices. It comes from the fact that my disease is chronic, meaning it's never going away and that there's no cure, right? So so that's where burnout comes from is like while you are dealing with all of the other stressors in life, you also have to make life-saving decisions for yourself. 
in all seasons. So in a depressive episode, in dealing with grief, the loss of a loved one, you are still chronically ill, even even though those things are still happening in your everyday life. So it was such a weird thing for me to see that people actually believe that those who have chronic illness are choosing to be chronically ill to seek out attention. My absolute favorite misconception and one that I could probably do an entire episode on is that I don't believe in God because of my chronic illness. Now, I am not going to talk on anybody's opinion or perspective of this except my own. So I'm not speaking for you in this. But for me personally, this is so false. I absolutely believe that God can heal me. I believe that God is all-knowing. He is the ultimate physician. He knows every single part of our life. And I'm not angry that God hasn't healed me because if you take a look back to my life and you look at how much I have suffered and struggled with feeling alone and never really having anybody to talk to about this chronic illness life and just feeling left out and confused and sick all of the time and just like I didn't have a purpose, God redeemed that in my life and now I have these platforms to educate and talk to people about chronic disease and what that looks like for everybody and that it is different and I get this opportunity to point them to Jesus in the process. It is, it's the coolest thing. It is so cool to me at seeing what God has done in my life with my disease. And God has just taken the darkest times in my life and used it for good to help, hopefully, give people the motivation and desire to, number one, seek him, but number two, to get healthy and to do the very best that they can. And I am just so grateful for the opportunity to just get to speak to people on a regular basis who maybe just don't have that support system. And it is seriously an honor to me. (laughs) That sounds silly, like social media is an honor. But truthfully, I get to connect with parents of kiddos that have just been diagnosed. And, you know, I don't have children with type 1 diabetes, but I can imagine how isolating and scary and overwhelming that all could be. And now I get this really cool opportunity to help. And I wish I could sit down with every new diabetic and just have a conversation and share my life and my testimony and my story. Um, I don't have that kind of time, which is why I think social media is amazing because you can reach so many people in such little things like my 90 second videos on Facebook. And truthfully, my chronic illness has made me learn to rely fully on God's strength instead of my own. And that is such a blessing. I feel like this is a pretty common misconception that chronic illness means disabled. And I'm just here to say that that is both true 
and false. Um, some diseases are obviously called a disability and I have good days and I have bad days, but I can identify that there are chronic illnesses that are debilitating frequently and even daily. And I just want to briefly say that um, I hate talking about this because I'm not the type of person that is going to compare anybody's chronic illness, but there are more needs with certain illnesses. I think we can all agree to that. And I just want to say that like disabled doesn't mean you are unable to do things. It means that you do it differently and society doesn't like different. And I can absolutely understand why somebody would assume that having a chronic illness means you are disabled. So yes and no, but I'm hoping everybody has the courage and the motivation to, you know, still go after their dreams and goals in life, whatever that looks like for you. This next misconception is people believing everything they see online about diseases. This drives me crazy. I cannot even begin to explain the anger that fully like took over my body when I saw a specific video on TikTok. A very large content creator on TikTok decided, um, you know, he was claiming nutritional information about diabetes and he was going to grocery stores and calling certain aisles of food the diabetic aisle and eat this if you want to have diabetes. Well, diabetics can't drink milk. Diabetics shouldn't have bread. And I wanted to riot. Imagine you're just diagnosed with diabetes and you see a video scaring the crap out of you for one and for two, telling you you can't eat the foods that you've been eating your whole life. It was so unbelievably frustrating. And in fact, it had like millions of likes and views and comments. And that's what was frustrating is there were so many people. I mean, at the time, this man had over 400,000 followers who was believing everything that came out of his mouth. And that's so discouraging for the diabetic community because that is insinuating that even type 1 diabetics did this by consuming the wrong food. And it bothers me so much because it's like people don't even care to second guess. So like to read into it, you know, to do a quick Google search and then the keyboard warriors come out and attack you on social media. It happens every day, every single day on at least one of my platforms. I have somebody in my comment section, whether it's a video, whether it is a picture on Instagram or a TikTok, whatever, I have somebody commenting, telling me I should have taken better care of myself. And that is so incredibly frustrating. And people don't understand that oftentimes having a large platform on social media comes with a lot of responsibility. And I've seen far too many 
fitness influencers take advantage of that. The scare tactic does not work to people. You don't need to scare people into submission. You don't need to tell people they can't eat anything unless you are allergic to it. Everything is okay in moderation. Everything. And it was so frustrating because I felt like, you know, my goal on social media is to change the narrative about this disease. And I understand that I am one person, but the diabetic community as a whole is hundreds and thousands of people. And we have this really cool opportunity to bring awareness to our disease and help people like that influencer who was completely wrong, like truly 100% wrong, help them understand that education is important and we cannot loosely spread misinformation online. It's so frustrating to watch. This next misconception is probably a common one, maybe more common in the female diabetic community, but it's that I hate my body because of chronic illness. And I just want to be honest, I have hated my body the majority of my life, but it has never been because of chronic illness. It was more or less a mental health issue than it was I hate my body because I'm a diabetic. I have worked really hard to overcome binge eating and disordered eating. And I do think that that is because of diabetes. Every decision we make is based around or on food. And there is not enough education and resources when it comes to coexisting conditions like diabulimia or disordered eating with diabetes. But there was a shift that happened for me personally when I started pursuing a deeper relationship with God. So for me, understanding and not your typical like your body's a temple, (laughs) like verse that people love to um, throw out there. But for me, it was understanding that, yes, I have chronic illness. Yes, I struggle uh, mentally, physically. But this is the only body God gave me. And he did not make a mistake just because it takes me a little extra effort to keep myself alive. And once I realized that health does not equal skinny and um, I'm not considered healthy by my outward appearance, but how my body is working as a whole and how I'm feeling Health has nothing to do with what you look like. It has absolutely everything to do with what you feel like. And so for me, I don't hate my body because of chronic illness, but I do think that living long-term with chronic illness can cause, you know, some, some ill feelings about yourself and even body dysmorphia and can be a really difficult thing to manage. This is a good one. Number seven is that I am unhealthy because of my chronic illness. This is so interesting to me because I think I wrote down in my little notes, I said, yes, sort of, because personally, my blood work right now is at a healthy level, honestly, healthier than they've ever been. 
but my diabetes still exists. So on one hand, I am chronically ill. And the other hand, I'm probably the most healthy version of myself right now. And I think that it's different for everybody. And I think it changes daily. Like there are days where I feel unhealthy. When Before I went gluten-free, oh my gosh, it was every day. Every single day I felt sick. Like I felt like I needed somebody to fix me and I needed more medicine and I needed to try this new doctor because all of my symptoms were just truly so overwhelming that all I could think about was my health. All I could think about is how this was going to affect diabetic me in 20 years. Like if I am in this much pain and this much sickness right now at like 28, I think 29, imagine when I'm 50, like I am going to be truly miserable. And once I like changed my diet and I started moving my body more and I started looking at it as a blessing to have the opportunity to make these changes, my my perspective, I guess, shifted. And now I went from like, yes, I'm unhealthy, I'm sick, I have diseases, this is chronic, to I have chronic illness, but I feel better than I felt in a very long time. And I'm going to take advantage of that while it's here because living with chronic illness tomorrow is not promised. I mean, this afternoon is not promised. I could record this episode and feel like garbage in an hour. <laughs> like, So it's truly teaching me to change my perspective, but also allowing myself to have the days where I feel unhealthy or sick um, and I don't necessarily want to be labeled as unhealthy, but I guess if you would read my medical records, you would probably be like, oh my gosh, you are a walking bundle of health issues. <laughs> so yes, I am unhealthy, but I also feel really good right now. This is one of the misconceptions that I feel personally needs to be talked about more and that is people with chronic illness suffer from mental health issues. And yes, absolutely, 100%, there is a direct correlation between chronic illness and depression and anxiety. And I will tell you why. Your disease never stops. You have to make life-saving choices for yourself on a daily basis. Think about it. Even two extra units of insulin could kill you. And two units less than what you actually need could throw you into DKA, which could also kill you. So you are stuck managing this disease through every aspect of your life. Okay, you're going through a divorce. Well, sorry, you're still a diabetic and you still will have to take your insulin to stay alive or you are going to suffer a horrible death. Or you just have health issues for the rest of your life. So on top of grieving a divorce, you also will grieve your health and the life that you wanted. Or any kind of grief, the loss of a child, your disease doesn't stop. It's exhausting and it's daily. And burnout is so very real. Your responsibilities in life to your kids and your spouse or your job or your church do not stop just because you have chronic illness. And that's a very heavy weight to carry. Like knowing you are 
responsible for all of these things, but you also have to keep yourself alive is a lot of pressure. And not everybody is equipped, meaning supported enough to handle all of that on their own. And that was part of a big reason why I started my platforms was like giving people a space where they can come and say, hey, I am struggling. This sucks. I don't feel good, but I have no support system. Cool. Then the diabetic community can rally behind that person and they can say, hey, we're here. We can't fix your problems. We can't take this away from you, but we can share our experiences and listen to you and validate your feelings because they're very real while also offering resources and kind of what's worked for us to get, you know, personally out of a burnout. I share all of the time that diabetes burnout is real and it happens when you least expect it. And I, I'll be completely honest with you. There have been many years in my life where I didn't want to take care of myself. My teenage year, teenage years specifically were the hardest for me. And I could have dealt with some very serious consequences for not taking care of my body. And I'm so blessed that I am as healthy as I am right now because I know every, not everybody has that same story. But yes, absolutely, there is a correlation to chronic illness and mental health. And if you are somebody suffering with feelings of burnout or you know extreme sadness and you just can't pick yourself up, there is absolutely nothing wrong with seeking out your support system, asking for help, and even going to a therapist. It is truly your whole life revolves around your disease. And yes, you can physically be healthy, but let's think about this for a second. Our bodies can handle so much, whether it's physical pain, internal pain, you know, like People get limbs cut off, not to get all gruesome and crazy, but people survive car accidents and being shot and our bodies are so tough and so strong, but our brains are not that tough and our brains can make us believe lies about our lives and um, even give us this sense of life is not worth living anymore. If I'm going to have to do this every day for the rest of my life, live with this disease, it's not worth it. And that is a lie. And there's so much more to life than managing your illness. And you will find joy again, and you will find happiness, but you cannot give up. So it is absolutely okay to seek help from a therapist. When I wrote down this misconception, it truly made me giggle, and it's that it's all in my head. And I laughed when I wrote it down because I was like, dang, I wish. But I'm going to give you some facts. When you have type 1 diabetes, the pancreas makes very little or no insulin at all, at all. So therefore, it cannot be in your head because your pancreas does not live in your head. Your pancreas is in your abdomen. <laughs> but the insulin that your pancreas is supposed to produce helps blood sugar enter cells into your body for the use as energy. Without insulin, blood sugar cannot get into the cells and builds up in the bloodstream. If left untreated, diabetes is life-threatening. There is no cure and only treatment options. And that is all I'm going to say 
on that. The last misconception that I wrote down, number 10, is you don't look sick. And that's true. Some days I don't look sick. But what I cannot stand is when somebody will comment or say to me, well, you don't look sick, so it must not be that bad. That is super dismissive and unnecessary. My outward appearance may not reflect disease, but that doesn't make my disease go away because you think I look okay. And that is what I wish people understood, that I can put makeup on and curl my hair and put on a cute outfit and make a 90-second video while being at the lowest point in my life and struggling you know, badly with mental health or chronic illness, and you would never know from a 90-second video. You know, social media gives us all this almost fake image of they have their life together, oh, their kids are better than mine, better behaved, they're nicer to each other, she doesn't do screen time, so I don't have to do screen time, or I shouldn't do screen time with my kids. And it makes us compare our lives to other people And that will steal your joy 100% of the time. My good days might look different than yours. And my bad days might look different than yours too. But my disease does not go away just because I'm smiling, just because I have makeup on, and just because my hair is done. This is already so much longer than I had anticipated, but I had so many good responses on Facebook that I want to share some of those with you now. Um, I made a post that said misconceptions about living with chronic illness, and I wanted everybody to discuss in the comments. And the first commenter said, if I hadn't eaten sugar as a kid, I wouldn't have type 1 diabetes. This person said, you could do it yesterday, so why can't you today? The next comment, just get sleep and you will be cured. Exercise and you'll get better. Or just diet and lose weight and you will be instantly cured. Weight loss doesn't change my genetics. Um, A lot of them are saying things like, just eat healthy and it will go away. It can't be that bad. And this one, it's in our head. We just need to move more. We should take 5,920 vitamins seven times a day. We're just lazy. (laughs) Um, A lot of these are so common. And this one is a different perspective. It is from a mom. And she said about my type one daughter, who's 10, don't worry, she'll grow out of it. So-and-so has a pump and they're thriving. Stop giving her so much sugar and more cinnamon. She'll be fine. You need to have more faith. Oh, that one's tough. And she said, the list could go on and on. This person said, being a diabetic, I'm told all the time, quitting sweets and you'll be okay. Guys, this is why it is so important for us to share any way that we can and bring awareness to our disease. It's not going to change unless we take control of the situation. And our experiences as people with chronic illness are valuable to everybody. And I hope hearing that gives you a little bit of courage to maybe share your story and your diagnosis and kind of what your disease has helped you through. I am a firm believer 
that we can look at everything in a positive light. It doesn't all have to be negative. Yeah, life is hard. Disease is hard. Chronic illness sucks. But we really do have this opportunity to help others through something that can be really, really terrible. I'm so thankful that you guys hung out with me today. I'm so sorry this one is a little bit longer, but I guess that's okay since I haven't posted it in three months. Oh my gosh. I'm not sure what this podcast is going to look like. I'm not sure about a schedule right now. I am just really interested in connecting with you guys more and to, you know, just have conversations and bring more awareness to what we go through and to offer more support to you in whatever way you need and whatever that looks like. So I'm just kind of trying to like navigate it as we go. So thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to be back and recording an episode. I hope to talk with you guys soon.